aside of the ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, that was it was helpful, and I knew I needed it, but I didn't go in thinking that I was going to win win. You know, I just was was applying. You know, and mm-hmm. when I did, it was just just so great. And the ongoing um, service that we get, all the help, I just couldn't believe it. That was that's worth more than ten thousand dollars right there. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Benjamin Rangel. And I'm Kyle Hagee. And today we are revving up Milwaukee by talking about Rev Up MKE. Oh, that was good, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Rev Up MKE is Milwaukee's best pitch competition. Hands down according to Bridges City, uh, or just me, because I wrote that. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll verify Kyle, that. Kyle, I'm just saying, some of the past winners are also some of my favorite Milwaukee destinations. That's true. This is an incredible event, and Rev Up MKE takes place on September 24th, so it's coming up here quickly. And so we really wanted to give you all a behind-the-scenes look at what this competition is all about and get some inside information from past winners. I mean, these winners have included Amy from Tracy Club Peru, Lisa from Lisa K's Catering, and Pete from the world's famous Pete's Pops. Love those fudgesicles at Pete's Pops. <laughs> In addition, we chat with Kelsey Otero, who is just an amazing person does so much for the city does so much for bridge the city i should say as well and she's also the associate director of social innovation at marquette university and one of the main organizers of rev up milwaukee so uh be sure to rsvp through the eventbrite link in the show notes and attend the event this event has free food free drinks amazing pitch competition and if this hasn't convinced you to go just know that bridge the city hosts yeah Kyle, That's us. Kyle and I, we're hosting the event. We are emceeing this event. It's bound to be better because of us, I hope. With that, let's start off by listening to Kelsey give us some background information about how Rev Up Milwaukee came to be and what to expect when you're there. My name is Kelsey Otero. I co-run the 707 Hub at Marquette University. I'm the Associate Director of Social Innovation here, and I've also been really actively involved with Near West Side Partners. And within uh, my Near West Side Partners work, I serve as the co-chair of the Commercial Corridor Working Team, and I'm probably most well-known for uh, running the Rep Up MKE program. Wonderful. And that's exactly what we're here to talk about today. So can you give people an overview of what Rev Up MKE is. Rev Up MKE is similar to a Shark Tank competition, but it's at a local level. It takes place in the near west side of Milwaukee. Every year we put out a call for applications and tell people, submit your business idea. And we select a handful of finalists each year that we then do mentoring and training with uh, for a few weeks leading up to the competition. And then they all have the opportunity to get up on stage uh, during our live pitch event, tell everyone about their idea, and we select a winner, runner-up, and the audience has a chance to vote for their favorite. But I I think the competition extends far beyond the pitch night. Everyone thinks about pitch night when they think about Rev Up MKE. But really, the the beauty and the magic is when we see storefronts opening and our businesses that won a couple years later are in the neighborhood. They're part of the fabric of the community. They're 
hiring our anchor businesses are including our rep up winners as part of their purchasing pipelines and we're thinking a lot more about local sourcing because of an initiative and program like this and it also brings the community together in a really unique way to support our small businesses yeah and i love that and i want to get more into that community stuff but first i'm just curious on the origin of this idea who who came up with the the concept of rev up MKE and kind of putting in all these elements that were more focused on the community. So I will be forever grateful to Paul Jones from Harley Davidson. He was the one who had the idea for the shark tank and was really adamant that this is something that near West side partners take on. I was asked to work on this because of my role running our innovation center or co-running our innovation center that I had run a couple of competitions of a similar nature before. So it was something that I knew we could take on and do a good job with. But lucky for me, there were no major constraints. It was really, um, uh, we were allowed to be creative and fun with it. And that's where I think a lot of the localization came from. We really tried to prioritize how we make this a special, unique event and how we pull in the right players to provide extra pro bono services, to connect the anchors and the residents back with these businesses that would be coming into the neighborhood and, and make it feel a lot more collaborative and unique. Yeah. And so something that the winners have to do is to move into the near west side. And so I'm curious, going back to 2016, when RevUp MK started and through your time seeing it progress, what has the transformation of, you know, certain streets or the near west side been like with the help of RevUp MKE? One of the unique things that we do is that we don't say this is the storefront that you have to move into. We recognize that different businesses that pitch are going to have different needs. And we also want them to organically get matched up with the right developer, property owner, or have the freedom to buy if that's uh, what they choose. And, and that's one of the things that makes this program really unique. So we were really lucky our first year, uh, Pete Cooney from Pete's Pops was the winner. And he was adamant he wanted to be on a street that ran east-west. Um, he just he knew in his gut that that was what he wanted. We looked at a bunch of different spaces, and he ended up getting connected with Tom Straub. And I think that was the tipping point, uh, year one, and, and really, quite frankly, in the rev-up story, because that proved that this, this model that I thought uh, was going to work was actually viable. And so I think, you know, part of it is this magic where it's a little science, a little art, where you have to find the right connection between um, someone who's going to develop the space and uh, the business owner. And that needs to be viewed as a partnership. And then as a result of that, we've really been able to organically develop um, commercial corridors in the neighborhood. So the one that has just drastically changed because of this particular competition is Bleed Street. So Pete went in there first and recently Amy and Mario um, uh, from Triciclo Peru, they are uh, going to be opening up very soon right next to Pete's Pops. And you've seen other businesses then nearby start to think about doing facade work, adding up new signs. They all got together this year and did a cleanup. Uh, Pete uh, partnered with the owner of Sanders Bowling and they did a collaborative event and 
the the Bleet Street Working Group, as a result of of this and and many other efforts, has really started to gel and develop, and they have each other's backs and support one another and and want to collectively make uh, this corridor more beautiful. And and I would love to see that replicated as a result of this program and some of our other commercial corridors. Yeah, I really love that. And I think there's two words or two concepts that really stood out, and one is organic, and the other is the synergy of winners and longtime businesses working together to increase, you know, the uh, beauty of the neighborhood and the economic uh, success of the neighborhood. And I think a lot of pitch competitions can sometimes seem like it's a top down solution. So why do you think that like RevUpMK and the Near West Side have been able to kind of create this organic kind of purpose that seems like it is intentional with the community in mind? I think this program attracts a particular type of business owner that believes in the mission. They 100% believe in their own business, but they they come to the Near West Side because they believe in the mission of this neighborhood and the residents and the people who live here and, and call this place home. I think the Near West Side is one of the most diverse uh places within all of Milwaukee and it has some just amazing assets and for when people can recognize that and see that and want to be part of the revival of this neighborhood then I think it it totally works. The other thing that's really cool about this program is how many of the contestants have become friends over the years. So each year we get these cohorts of 5 to 7 finalists and and they all become friends but then year after year I've noticed how rev up finalists from different years get together they hang out, they collaborate on different projects. So when one of their businesses open, a lot of times others will be there helping, partnering up. When Annalise opened Hands in Harmony, she had uh, Lisa K Catering there and Pete's Pops was there. And it's just a really beautiful thing to see how they all support each other. And, and yeah, we have this little wrap up family. And I think that synergy is because good people were attracted yeah. to this program. And so you mentioned earlier, you want to see this replicated in other commercial corridors. I'm interested if other, you know, bids or commercial corridors have approached you saying, this is amazing. How do we bring it to our area? We, uh, we have had a lot of people recently reach out about how they replicate this program. And so we are working on, uh, creating a toolkit and having the ability to, uh, train others to be able to replicate this program, whether it's in Milwaukee or in a different city. I mean, yeah. Pete was talking about St. Louis <laughs> And expanding there. Um, so couldn't you just see like rev up STL, um, yeah. <laughs> rev up St. Louis. So uh, I, I think the the pieces are all there. What I would stress for others that want to um, replicate a program like this is one, we'll hopefully be coming out with some resources <laughs> soon that you may want to check out. Um, but more importantly than that, you have to localize your program. We knew what this community needed and innovation for innovation's sake or replication just to launch something without thinking about the local context, what players need to be involved, how everyone has a, a voice in this. You have to think about the people that are going to fund the businesses, uh, but you also have to think about the people that are going to patron the businesses. And so it needs to be part of a larger ecosystem. And I think RevUp as a model is transferable, but it's going to have a different flair in a different city because I believe that those people know the local entrepreneurship and startup ecosystem uh, better than anyone else. Right. I think that's a great perspective. So we've talked a lot about the benefits of the pitch competition for the community and kind of what happens after the pitch competition. But for people who are excited about the 2019 RevUp event, 
what can they expect to happen during the actual pitch competition? Rev Up MKE is my favorite event of the year. So mark your calendar for September 24th. Uh, doors will open at five o'clock and will be wrapped up by nine. Uh, the event will take place at the Rave. That's where we've been every year. And they've just been a fabulous community partner. Um, and I'm so excited to be working with them again. And so what what can you expect if you're coming in? One, come hungry because we feature a number of other businesses, past Rev Up MKE winners, as well as other businesses in the near west side. So we do a little bit of a taste of the near west side before and after the competition as we'll make sure you are have definitely enough food and drink in you. And then you have the opportunity to hear five businesses get up on stage at the rave in such an iconic space like the Eagles Ballroom and pitch their idea, talk about what they're passionate about and what they want to bring to this particular community. After the pitches end, the judges will deliberate, but everyone that was an attendee has a chance to deliberate on their vote as well. And we do open up uh, an opportunity to vote and there is an audience choice winner. So while you uh, sip your drinks and uh, have a taste of some of the amazing near West Side restaurants and um, that we have here, you'll also have an opportunity to connect with others who care about small business, entrepreneurship in Milwaukee, and uh, think about who you would want to come visit within the near West Side as our next uh, wrap up MKE winning business. So obviously an event like this uh, cannot be completed just alone. So who are all the partners that come together to make something like this happen? That is such a good question because there's probably too many for me to even think about naming. And that's what I love about this program is I think we've created space for everyone to be part of it. So Waterstone Bank provides the seat funding for our winners and they help to fund the event so that we can keep it free for anyone in the community that wants to attend. So special thanks to Waterstone Bank because you are providing the seed funds that are so critical to these businesses at, at the various stages they're in. We have a number of local um, entrepreneurs and small businesses that provide pro bono services that are so critical. I hear time and time again from our winners that the check is great, but longer term sustaining those pro bono services are fundamental to the success of their organization. So this year we are having... Olenberg Consulting, uh, sorry, Olenberg LLC join us and they're going to offer some talent consulting for a year for our winner, which is as you're growing your startup, that's going to be an incredible asset to have. We're adding accounting services um, for our winner. We are um, we are lucky to partner with Quorum Architects. We have for a couple of years, and they provide the rendering, so you can really envision what your storefront space is going to look like. We collaborate with the Lawn Entrepreneurship, and they law and entrepreneurship clinic at Marquette and they provide um, ongoing uh, legal consulting work for um, our winners. Uh, We work with Miller Communications and they help with PR and communications support, which is especially critical as they're getting ready to launch and open and and really help get the word out. Um, And then the residents. I think this program is only possible because of the, the amazing businesses that want to come into this neighborhood and then the residents that support uh, day in and day out. You drive by Pete's and you see a mix of people that are coming in from the suburbs as well as people who live right down the road that are uh, hanging out in the space and enjoying each other's company. Um, if we didn't have local people that patroned and supported our businesses, the, the a program like this would never uh, thrive. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that this is kind of a place-based thing, but it's 
it's not only people in the near west side supporting it. It's people from all over Milwaukee and all over the state that um, either are offering free assistance or coming to, you know, spend their money at these businesses. So that's really cool. I cannot tell you how many times people are like, oh, Rev Up MK, I've heard of that. And that I think is a real testament to the power of this program and how many other people tell other people about it. And some of our winners are known now for having competed in this program. And another critical partner is our anchor institutions that have not only provided mentoring and support for our finalists, helped them get ready for the pitch, but they've also brought a lot of them into their offices. And uh, Harley Davidson has brought in um, a number of our past winners to do pop-up food events. Uh, really, It's really helped them to expand their market and their business, generating a lot more awareness. Um, Aurora has been a, a critical partner in that. And Marquette, I mean, I'm at Marquette too, so I advocate for these businesses all the time. And I am just blown away at how many people on Marquette's campus reach out to me because they're like, who can I use that's in the community that was part of Rev Up because I want to support that program. We have a catering event or we need a dessert item. Um, and so I'm able to refer them to a lot of businesses and that that pipeline and the anchor support um, is is really profound. And I'd love to just continue growing that and, and working with more businesses because uh, I think that's a, a great relationship to have. Yeah, I love it. So the last question I want to pick your brain about action steps you have obviously been a very strong leader for the Milwaukee community. You have worn a lot of different hats. You've worked with a lot of different businesses, worked with a lot of different nonprofit leaders. So what advice do you have for people who are trying to get more engaged with their community uh, and make a difference? The biggest thing I can say is patron local businesses. Um, what I love about this particular competition um, is that Harley was the one who said, we need to do this. We started as a small business. Um, and I, I think entrepreneurship is still in the DNA of the fabric of our communities. And if we want to continue to, you know, believe in the renaissance that Milwaukee is um, undergoing right now, which has just been magical to see, we need to, while we're, we can support tech and support some of the big businesses, we cannot forget about our mom and pop shops, main street businesses, um, and half thriving commercial corridors. I think that's where you will see and continue to see job growth. We will continue to see pride in our local community and the emergence of really unique destination products that people want to come to a neighborhood and visit. These are products that people sell that bring people together. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing. So one, patron your local businesses so that they stay in business um, and, and think about whenever you can how to shop local because that fundamentally um, increases our entrepreneurial capacity in this city. And then the other thing is if you have an idea, just do it. There's You don't want to go through life and, and think, I had that idea. I could have started that business. Um, I always encourage people to talk about what they're thinking, prototype, figure out how you do some customer discovery, learn more about the problem that you're trying to solve. Because um, in a year or two, you could be up on stage participating in Rev Up MKE too. So now that we've heard from Kelsey and got some background information on the event, uh, Ben was lucky enough to talk with three of the past winners of Rev Up MKE to talk about the success they've had after the event and what winning has meant for them. Yeah, I'm Pete Cooney, and my business is Pete's Pops. We make uh, interesting ice pops. Yeah, hello. I'm Amy Nar, and I am the owner with my husband, Mario Diaz, of Tree Ciclo, Peru. 
And you are actually the first ever, I didn't do my research, but I think the first ever returner on Bridger City podcast. We interviewed you for our Night Market episode. So welcome back. Yes, thank you. It's great to be back. Um, I feel honored. Yeah, and today we're, we're not talking Night Market, although that was a great episode. We're talking Rev Up Milwaukee, a pitch competition in the near west side that both of you have been winners at. That's exciting. Can we talk a little bit about, um, I guess, Pete, you want to start talking about your introduction to Rev Up Milwaukee? How did you find out about it? What was that process? Uh, congratulations, by the way, on winning a few years back, right? It feels like forever ago, but I was introduced to Rev Up MKE. I think a friend sent it to me. Uh, it was maybe my third year of business, and uh, someone sent me the press release announcing the competition, and immediately I was pretty attracted to the idea of it. Being a Marquette grad, being a food business, seeing the potential um, prize money attached to it, the stakeholders involved in the um, competition, and kind of the mission behind it kind of checked a bunch of boxes for me and my business. And then you, that was in 2016, correct? If you say so. Yeah. I think so. That's yeah. Right. 2016. Yeah. So Pete's Pops, um, wonderful popsicles. My favorite. Do you, know, you. do you remember what my favorite was? I, I, I told Ooh, you a few times. I'm going to guess. I'm sorry to put you on the spot here. I'm going to guess blueberry basil. No, no. I I don't know. One of the classic popsicles that like people grow up eating in this popsicle. Sorry to quiz you here. Oh, it's not going to be the avocado. No, because you have some good fudgesicle. Fudgesicle. Yeah. It's a classic fudgesicle. It's interesting because you have so many good flavors and I go to Pete's Pops and I want to try the new ones, but I just love, I love the fudgesicle so much. Yeah, you fall back into the habit. Exactly. We have over 80 flavors now, so... It's, wow. uh, some people get a little overwhelmed by the list. Yeah, if the listeners could have seen my face there, I was a little shocked by that. And then Amy, uh, empanadas, Peruvian empanadas. Correct. Delicious Authentic Peruvian, Peruvian yes. empanadas, yes. Um, and for our listeners, it, I mean, we had a whole episode dedicated to a few vendors, and we talked a lot about like the history, how you started making empanadas, and the fact that you lived in Peru for a bit, right? Correct, um, yep. Okay. Yeah. And then how did you get affiliated with Rev Up Milwaukee? How did you hear about it? Yeah. So my husband and I had been in business making empanadas for about a year and a half. Um, And actually it was on the um, NNS, the Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service um, e-newsletter. And a friend, uh, I was working at a nonprofit at the time, and a friend, a coworker um, said, hey, this looks like something you guys could do. And for us, the fact that a potentially connection with um, resources and people that would get us into a brick and mortar was really attractive. Mm. Obviously, as I've mentioned before, being a food truck in Wisconsin, you don't get to go out in the street and sell your food every month of the year um, here. So having a brick and mortar restaurant that we could be there, you know, 12 months of the year was super attractive to us. So that's, that's why we applied. And then you applied and you were one of the winners in 2018. So the most recent Rev Up Milwaukee. Correct. And yeah. the reason we're all here today talking Rev Up Milwaukee is because the the next one is coming up here soon. We'll have details about how to find out more about Rev Up Milwaukee in the show notes. Um, but I also want to introduce a, a third guest, Lisa Kay. Why don't you introduce yourself? You are also one of the winners of Rev Up Milwaukee. I'm Chef Lisa McKay, executive chef and owner of Lisa Kay Catering. I've been in business for about 11 years now, um, faithfully, maybe about eight. <laughs> um, I started out just um, just doing something, you know, just loved catering for my, well, actually just cooking for my family. Um, I didn't start really cooking, cooking until I was 40 years old. <laughs> And I ended up enjoying it. And uh, who knew that I would have been 
become a chef. I would have like, no, that's not me. But I loved it and I still enjoy it and just took it to another level. Nice. And then talk a little bit about Rev Up Milwaukee and how you got involved in sort of that process. Oh, my God. Um, actually, I got involved with Rev Up Milwaukee through my niece, who also was one of the um, um, contestants. And uh, when she told us about it, I'm like, oh, my God. So when I looked at everything, I'm like, oh, my God, this is due tomorrow. <laughs> so I had to really um, get on it. Um, but um, oh, that's impressive. I, it was, you, you applied in, in one day. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the information that they were asking for was the easy part. But the hard part was is the pitch. Um, the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually easy. It's just that I made it harder. And my husband made it harder on me <laughs> because, so? yeah. um, well, we did a, um, a eat and critique um, the week before the pitch. And uh, we invited people out to come and hear my presentation, which I was not prepared for. Mm. And, to you know, get a bite to eat. Yeah. And they thought we were just critiquing the food. I'm like, no, you got to critique, you know, what I say. And they were all in my ear with so many different people. And I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. So I reached out to uh, my mentors, which were a couple of people from Harley Davidson that was appointed to me um, through Rev Up Milwaukee. And they helped me with a few things. Said, no, 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 just stick with this and stick with this you know you don't have to be you know do this and then so once I um, had some time to myself uh, at five o'clock in the morning the day of went through everything and um, had a little music which kind of like pepped me up a little bit too and I'm like okay I think I'm ready <laughs> but my husband helped me a whole lot I want to shift a little bit and talk about the impact the the reward money had on your business so um, uh, talk a little bit about what you did with that money and how important it was for you and your business mm -hmm. Actually, it was, it was a blessing. Right on time. Um, I, I always told my husband, my husband always said, you have zero money in the bank. I'm like, honey, what he didn't understand is I had a lot of corporate business. And when I'm doing corporate business, they don't pay for like three, probably about a month to two months and sometimes three months. So we're footing everything, you know, food, staff and, you know, prep, everything that we're, we're footing. And so we have to wait on dollars to come come flowing in. Um, and I always indicate and I said, well, if I had about five or six thousand dollars to where I would be able to stay afloat, and it's just that I just you know, I didn't have it. And then when that when I my my niece told me about this, I'm like, that would be so perfect. But then I didn't even think about all the the rest of the things that went on that we were gonna get um, aside of the ten thousand mm. dollars. I mean, that was it was helpful and I knew I needed it, but I didn't go in thinking that I was gonna win win. You know, I just was, was applying, you know, and when I did, it was just, just so great. And the ongoing um, service that we get, all the help, I just couldn't believe it. That was That's worth more than $10,000 right there. Who who can take a couple classes and get the help from expertise from Marquette and uh, for free? <laughs> so it, it was definitely a blessing for my business. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Aside from the picture of me on stage at Eagles Ballroom with a giant check <laughs> that I will forever cherish, um, <laughs> We used it just to invest back in the business. Uh, so the whole plan, you know, we commit to the near west side and we commit to moving our business into the near west side. For me, that was about a two year long process. So finding our lo ultimate location and opening our storefront and our production facility uh, took some time. Um, so I didn't I used the ten thousand dollars before I got to that point. I think we bought uh, more equipment, um, a little pickup truck that helped us grow our business. So that ultimately, when we progressed to the point of opening the production facility, uh, we had grown the business to kind of uh, be big enough to handle that, you know, new commitment. 
Uh, for us, we I think we bought a new oven with the money specifically, but again, um, it was just one more step of, you know, in the, in the many steps that you have to take to open a full restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so helpful for us. I mean, like I said, we were just a few, maybe year and a half into the business. And so that prize money was a huge step up for us. Um, and again, like Lisa said, there's no comparison. That prize money was so helpful, but the resources and the connection with the mm-hmm. people that we made through this competition have been invaluable. And we were, were forever grateful. Um, the legal clinic, we got to meet with students and have, you know, law students help us with certain things, having somebody to reach out to and say, Hey, I can't remember, I, how many times have I texted Kelsey mm-hmm. about like, Hey, where can I find this? Or do you know somebody that works there that could help us with this? Or, you know, just any question. It was just so nice to be part of this network, this community that, that, is um, so supportive of small businesses and helping us get to the next level mm-hmm. um, and, and opening a brick and mortar in the near west side and, and the near west side partners as well. I mean, having just access to all of those people has felt like a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's amazing. And it's important for people who are interested in participating in RevUp to understand that like the prize money is great. Uh, obviously, as a new business, as entrepreneurs, you need some seed funding. You need mm-hmm. You need that money to just cover the cost sometimes or to, to expand business. But you all highlighted at some point the additional things. So the mentors, uh, I know we worked with our mentor closely when we were in a, a similar pitch competition, the Marquette Legal Clinic, Kelsey, who's a rock star, who I'm wondering if you're texting her with these questions and we're also texting and emailing her, when does she find time to answer them all? That's a mystery. I was wondering too. Um, I'm texting her too. Yeah, so. Uh, She's a rock star. That's amazing. Is there anything else that that we didn't highlight that uh, is an added benefit beyond you know the mentorships and things? I'd just like to add that um, when applying for um, things like this, it's always some fine print. <laughs> and River Milwaukee did not have that. Mm. They actually were, were men and women of their word. And um, all, all of these powerhouses that we met and, um, and, and worked with, you know, it was just like uh, amazing that someone believed enough in me to um, help me with my business. You know, someone, someone other than my husband, because I'm not used to receiving I'm I'm just a giver, 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 and I'm not used to receiving, and I'm not used to asking for the help without paying someone to to do it. You know, the littlest things, and that's how I am because because I just feel bad asking people for help, and I didn't utilize as much of the resources that I could have because I was always afraid of um, asking. You know, but um, Kelsey always no, no, do it, use it, <laughs> no, ask us. You know, and. I'm telling you, it, when the ball got rolling, I mean, it was, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And it's, I just can't believe it. And um, for me, it was really um, honestly inspiring to see all of the, the member institutions of the Near West Side Partners are incredible. I mean, these big international. Yeah, we can list them, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. Miller Coors, mm-hmm. Potawatomi. Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson, obviously Marquette yeah. University, Marquette, and Aurora, Aurora. Aurora's, yep, mm-hmm. the fifth. Okay, and we've had Near West Side on on the podcast. Um, so yeah, talk about so, what that means. So I mean, just as a small business owner in year three of my business, and seeing the CEO of Harley sitting as a judge, and the CEO of Miller Coors, and all these um, really impressive business people that were donating their time to this this Near West Side Partners Rev Up competition was inspiring. And so as a small business owner, I always say also like the highs feel really high and the lows feel really low. And that was 
that the whole experience of going through the competition was uh, like a wave that you could kind of catch for a while mm-hmm. to, to get you through any of those lows. And then also uh, just the mission of the Near West Side, attaching yourself to something that's just bigger than your business. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're already all passionate about our businesses. But again, that extra thing to attach yourself to, uh, for me, has really helped the last three years post-competition uh, keep going. I was going to say that too. Just being part of the competition is visibility for your small business before, you know, we, we promoted ourselves, but now being attached to something larger and, and being kind of feeling that pull by those bigger, the big industry or the bigger names um, in the community and and feeling that support for the small businesses is really inspiring and and really helpful Mm -hmm. and means a lot, makes a huge difference for a small business like us to have that visibility in the community. And the other thing I was just going to add is that it really helped us learn more about our own business and about ourselves Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs. Had we won first or second or third or fourth or fifth place. It doesn't even matter. Just the whole process of going through it. Had we not won anything at all, I would still be saying the same words about the people that supported us, the, the whole experience that we had that you go through when you, when you are part of, when you are a finalist Mm -hmm. um, and learning more about your business plan and really digging deep into those numbers. And those, some of those meetings were just painful for me looking at our finances and, and okay, how much does it really cost to make one empanada? You need to know these things. And so we've all touched a little bit on the uh, importance of being in the near West side. And we talked about the anchor institutions, but I want to bring it down to a more personal level and talk about the specific residents in the community of the near West side. What is it like to be in that community? Not in terms of those anchor institutions and their effect and how positive they are toward you all, but the community itself, how is how they received you? Well, I um, just moved um, in the middle of June. So um, just the recognition and people knowing that where we are and just getting to know the neighbors because I'm thinking about doing a, um, a, a, a job fair in the yeah. community yeah. so people can come to work in their community. But I, I really am very happy to be in the in the community i'm still trying to learn it you know we've been there um just a couple months still unpacking and still trying to cater at the same time so i haven't had a a whole lot of time to um, really get into the neighborhood so you hired some residents Mm -hmm. yeah we um actually had about four so far in the mid um near west side area the latest person um she's been with me two weeks now and she lived maybe about four or five blocks which is great okay. yeah she walked mm-hmm. walk to work exactly then, yeah. and then the other one lived like three or four blocks as well so it's 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 a blessing for them because neither um the three that i three of the ones that i hired they don't um drive so being able to walk to work you yeah. know mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we're hoping to to help out yeah i'm i'm reflecting on this right now it's going to be maybe hard for me to put it eloquently but um the response are we're very proud to be where we are and the response from the community and from outside the community coming into the community has been unbelievable blows me away every weekend um and i'm thrilled to see the growth of our spot and the people that come out both from right next door and from far away and they all hang out together. And our mission has always kind of been to promote, we always say promote pops and positivity. That was actually, we, I came up with that for our near our rev up pitch. And since then it's kind of become the mission statement. We don't say it a lot. We just more want to do it versus say it. And um, on our spot on Bleet Street, when we're open, it truly is pops and positivity and um, all sorts of people hanging out together, just enjoying this simple little thing. Um, we also have made an effort to hire from within the neighborhood and um, just do any little thing we can to be a part of the community. The momentum 
on our stretch of lead and beyond in the near West side in general, um, it's real. And so when we took place in the competition, you talk about the things that can happen and the things everyone wants to see happen. You believe in them, but I think there's a side of me that says, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. And, um, at our spot on lead, you know, the momentum is real and it is working and people are noticing slowly, but surely and, and coming by more often and having a good time and enjoying the product. So I yeah. wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, and uh, not necessarily a question, but more so a reflection. I'm thinking back to when we spoke with Keith Stanley with the Near West Side Partners, and we talked about whether or not something like the Near West Side Partners could be replicated in other neighborhoods. Um, and there really wasn't like a uh, like a specific answer that he gave there. He pointed out the uh, the anchor institutions and the importance of those in terms of providing resources. But when I hear you all talk about the growth in the neighborhood and the transformation of elite and it just it makes me want something like rev up for every neighborhood of Milwaukee, not just the near west side. So if there is if there are any listeners who are like, you know, I got some I got some extra cash. I want to start my own pitch competition. Um, yeah. That, do something like like talk to Kel- talk to Kelsey, talk to the people at rev up mm-hmm. because it seems like a great model um, with that. I would love to hear about the future for all of you, what is next? Right now, we're we're um, my team and I are fairly exhausted from this year. We we tried to hit it pretty hard. Um, we did twice as many events as we've ever done. Um, we opened a booth in Miller Park. We had a first full year of of having our storefront on Bleach Street. Um, so we're kind of wrapping up or easing into the end of this season. But uh, next year, we're looking to expand to Madison. So. We're going through the food cart review um, in Madison in two weeks. So we're doing that um, two Saturdays coming up. We have to go up there and, and vend, and we get judged by all these secret shoppers on all whole list of criteria. Um, Is that for the uh, farmer's market? So um, it's, yeah, it's it's to have a permanent spot around the capital. So I, I don't know the exact radius um, that, because there's other spots in Madison you can go without participating in this food cart review. But um, if you want kind of those primo spots, this is the process you have to go through. So we had to apply like seven months ago. We just got the notice that we're one of 100 food cart vendors. And then from there, you go vend on a Saturday and they judge you on, is it good? Are you clean? Do you have your licenses? So we're going to Madison. Um, We want to expand within Miller Park and then um, down to Kenosha, up to Appleton. So um, Tracy Peru is super excited to announce that we have finally, um, narrowed down our opening date to be, well, near the end of October sometime. It will be announced as soon as we know it. You all will know it as well. Um, but the storefront on Vleet Street next to Pete's is finally, um, making a lot of progress. We've got walls, we've got floors, we've got a bar in, in place. And so this fall we will be opening our storefront, um, and it, we will be offering our, our menu of empathy as well as uh, Pisco cocktails, Peruvian beer, um, other Peruvian beverages, as well as other snacks. Um, it's going to be kind of midday to happy hour time. Um, and we're super excited to announce our full menu and our hours and everything like that soon. And we also would like to have uh, an opening party. So of course, everyone here will be invited. Uh, so as soon as we have that. Everyone date, listening will be invited. Everyone, Yeah. No. Well, oh. yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of Great. course. 
So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will also keep our food truck open as as the summer months keep rolling through. Um, so farmers markets and festivals and things like that. And we also um, would like to participate in the near West Side Farmers Market next summer. So keeping the food truck out there, we like to go out to the people. We know in the summer everybody's everywhere in Milwaukee. So we want to keep that going and, and keep um, going to find meet people where they are, uh, but also have our brick and mortar open and have people um, always feel welcome on Fleet Street as well. We're super excited for that. So people can grab an empanada and then for dessert, pizza pops. Yeah. yeah they don't need yeah. to leave the block. Oh, okay. yeah. Empanadas and positivity. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You should trademark that. Trademark uh, yes. the word positivity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lisa, what's the future look like for you? So Lisa K. Catering, we are growing, definitely. What we had started doing is marketing to more corporate, to get more corporate events so we can cater more during the week and not just weekends. And it has picked up tremendously. And instead of just doing summer camp, we're going to um, also launch our youth program into job force so that they can just get, they can get trained. Because uh, nine times out of 10, most of our youth, 14, to 17, 18, 19, are um, getting jobs where in food service. So we want to pre-train them so that they can have a little bit more training um, when they go into the restaurant service. Well, uh, the last question, as always, on Bridge the City is about action. Uh, We have a motto that uh, sound bites aren't solutions, and our goal is to get the community more engaged and commit to some action steps. So every single episode ends in a tangible action step and how you can make a difference in the community. Um, Amy, you've probably done this before. I think Sam asked you about your action step, but Mm -hmm. so you can feel free to share another, the same one. Uh, But I would love to hear you all share an action step on how either someone, uh, you know, an entrepreneur or um, just any resident in Milwaukee can uh, do something tangible, small or big to make a change in Milwaukee. So I think the last time I said to follow us on social media, um, but people are already doing that. And my action step for today is something that people are already doing too, is just supporting us. We feel already so supported by the community. And so come to 3801 West Fleet Street in a couple months and keep keep doing what you're already doing. Thank you to everyone for following us. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So I guess my action step, if there's any uh, entrepreneurs listening out there, it's um, it's if you have an idea, you can't sit on it too long or you shouldn't sit on it too long. Just kind of take that first step. And then from there, the snowball kind of gets rolling and you'll figure it out. You'll learn, you know, your failures will be learning experiences as will your successes. So um, don't overthink it and just kind of act on your idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then broader for Milwaukee, you know, one action step is we're all probably vended or have a attended the Washington Park live music night that just wrapped up their their season. But that event uh, in Milwaukee is a special event. It's one of the most diverse events in the city. Um, it's a really special night. So if you haven't attended that and you remember this next summer, mm-hmm. go to Wednesday nights at Washington Park and uh, really experience real Milwaukee, a very diverse, vibrant Milwaukee community that you can't get everywhere. And for Lisa K Catering, I'm not a big marketing person. My husband does all that. So he feeds um, um, Facebook and Twitter and things like that. And we have a great following. But um, my um, heart is always when it comes to children. And so in a couple of weeks, I think September 28th, we're going to be hosting um, our Bake Off um, for children. 
And we have five great contestants there, ages 9 to 11, I believe, 9 to 12. And um, we have five of them that's going to be competing. And um, we invited our kid entrepreneurs to come out and um, host a, a um to purchase a booth and um, sell their items. So we do have um, some of our children that's gonna, that are artists, as a matter of fact. We have a great artist, she's 16 years old. 16 years old. We have another gentleman who's gonna be selling his books. And another young um, girl, she's doing, um, I think she does her slime. And then uh, a, a few things. Um, and then of course our contestants, they're gonna be baking um, for, I think we have about 150, by about 125 tickets sold already. Wow. So they know that they're going to be baking for almost 200 people each <laughs> so that the um, guests can also taste um, what they're baking. And that's September 28th where? That's September 28th. It's going to be at our place at 944 North 33rd Street. All right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. Well, I am grateful for you all to be members of the community. Um, i looking forward to um, eating something from Lisa K. Yes. Um, I've had the empanadas and the pops and they're delicious. Milwaukee is really lucky to have you all really lucky to have a, a pitch competition like rev up so that companies, entrepreneurs can get involved in the community like you all are doing. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, Appreciate thank you. It. Thank Thanks. you for having us. Thank you for listening to and continuing to support bridge the city and for taking action to build the Milwaukee community. We all love a quick reminder though, although you should go to rev up Milwaukee and it's a great event. We do have, Bridges City has an upcoming event. We'll be joining forces again with Milwaukee Tuesday, September 17th to bring you another political open mic. This open mic will be on how we can ensure every eligible Milwaukeean votes and that their vote counts. We got an amazing lineup of guests, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, Executive Director Block, and former Bridges City guest Angela Lang, Director of the Fair Elections Project, Sasha Chetta, Marquette Professor and Director of the Democracy Lab, Dr. Amber Wachowski, our friends at Democracy Found, and of course you. Our open mics always set aside time for you to tell us how we can build a better Milwaukee. Yeah, so back to Rev Up MKE. Thank you to our guests and all the former winners of Rev Up Milwaukee for being on this episode. That's Amy from Tracy Club Peru, Pete from Pete's Pops, and Lisa from Lisa Case Catering. And a big thank you to Kelsey Otero from Marquette 707 Hub uh, for organizing and, and really building such an amazing event. I will say, please go patron these businesses. Uh, not only is this a pitch competition, but it really does a lot for the near west side. And that's something that really makes this pitch competition special. So just to reiterate, Rev Up Milwaukee is on September 24th at the Rave. That's at 2401 West Wisconsin Avenue. Uh, doors open at 5 p.m. There's free food, drinks. Lisa K will be catering, among other near west side businesses. You can find more information at nearwestsidemke.org slash revupmke. Please uh, don't forget to support us on Patreon, like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, let us know how you have helped bridge the city. city.